This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. But how do we go about choosing the correct technology? Well, it helps to know what it is that we're treating because the behavior of the contaminants in the water is going to help guide us to the right treatment technology for them. That's Tanya Lubner, PhD and WQA's Professional Certification and Training Director, talking about applied water chemistry. And welcome to another episode of WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Find us at wqa.org on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. This is podcast number 94. If you're a first-time listener, a special welcome. We're glad you found us. In this episode, we'll hear a portion of Dr. Tanya Lubner's presentation at one of our WQA Essentials webinars offered earlier this year. Tanya covers classification of contaminants, how they're treated, and their impact on water quality. Later, we'll have a regulatory update and we'll have our WQA tip. First, though, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by WQA Membership. November is Member Appreciation Month at WQA, a time to thank our dealer and manufacturer supplier members for helping to advance the betterment of water quality around the globe. And as a reminder, nearly all categories of membership can lock in this year's dues rates for 2019 if you renew by December 31st. And if you're not a member, now's the time to join. You'll get 14 months for the price of 12 when you join now. Go to wqa.org membership to learn more. Now on to a portion of that webinar on applied water chemistry on WQA Radio. Well, where we're going to start is the fact that we have lots of choices when it comes to treating water. And what we want to make sure is that we pick the correct technology, that we set it for optimal operation and optimal efficiency because all of that is going to lead us to a happy customer. But how do we go about choosing the correct technology? Well, it helps to know what it is that we're treating because the behavior of the contaminants in the water is going to help guide us to the right treatment technology for them. There are a couple of ways to think about contaminant behavior and it usually helps to look at categories. Now the US EPA has its own set of categories. They have uh, microbiological contaminants, disinfectants, disinfection byproducts, and so on. And the reason for their classification is because it makes these contaminants easier to identify by their properties, um, by their hazards, and uh, it makes setting regulations a little bit simpler as well. Uh, for our purposes, I personally like to have uh, the categories as follows. I like to think about the contaminants that behave as suspended particles, and we can put microbiological contamination in this category. Uh, contaminants can be volatile, meaning they prefer to be gases at room temperature. They can be dissolved, which is what we're going to be focusing on today. And for the organics, they can be uh, 
miscible or immiscible, and a lot of this has to do with whether or not they can be polarized, whether they are hydrogen bonded, but that is an entirely separate discussion. So when we think about dissolved contaminants, uh, what happens with these is if you take a sample of water and toss in a solid that can dissolve and stir it up a little bit, you'll notice that the solid vanishes, or at least appears to do so, which is very different from the behavior of a suspended solid, where you can still see uh, the particles. The particles are large enough to be visible. Even when the particles are relatively small, such as colloids, you're still going to see some cloudiness in the water. The other categories, as I mentioned, there's the volatile, which is gasoline additives, as an example. And uh, again, this is the contaminants that prefer to be gases at room temperature. So we're going to treat them like gases. We're going to let them aerate out. Organics are a little more complicated. Uh, there are examples where if you add a particular organic to water, uh, like ethanol, for example, it's very difficult to see where the organic contaminant stops and the water begins. On the other hand, the non-miscible contaminants, an example of which are oils, if you look at something like oil and vinegar and salad dressing, you can very clearly see the, where the oil is and where the water is. Some examples of dissolved contaminants that we come across pretty frequently in water treatment are hardness, iron and manganese compounds, all of the ATES, the arsenates, the nitrates, the perchlorates, the chromates, and the radionuclides as well. So again, with these types of substances, we really can't see them in the water, but we can see some of their effects. We know that if hardness is heated, if water carrying hardness is heated, it's going to uh, settle out onto those uh, heating surfaces, such as in a water heater. Uh, it can also go ahead and clog up pipes. And likewise, we know we have hard water because our soap doesn't sud quite as well. So those are the visible effects. But to really understand what's going on inside uh, a water sample, we need to consider uh, the contaminant from an atomic level. So to get there, we're gonna start with what we can see and work our way down to what we can't see and look at the behavior of uh, those substances. And you can watch a replay of the entire webinar by going to wqa.org webinars and looking for the link to past webinars. If you're not a WQA member, you'll need to contact membership in order to register. This is Kathleen Fultz, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. Two federal bills we are tracking as the end of the year approaches are House Bill 2 and House Bill 8. House Bill 2 is the Farm Bill for 2018 and includes provisions on drinking water and rural areas. At the beginning of the fall, the Senate agreed to go into conference with the House to resolve differences between the two versions of the legislation. House Bill 8 modifies the Water Resources Development Act, referred to as WARDA. The House and Senate leaders have announced a bipartisan agreement on comprehensive water resources infrastructure legislation.
More to come as we continue tracking proposed legislation at the federal and state levels impacting your business. If you are interested in reviewing any of the bills we are tracking or finding opportunities through recently passed legislation, visit the WQA.org Government Affairs webpage for the latest monthly bills list. I'm Kathleen Fultz for WQA Radio. This week's WQA tip, our next WQA Essentials webinar will be your social media toolkit. Susan Keaton and I will talk about how to use the new social media tips and tools that we provide each quarter to help market your business. It all takes place Wednesday, November 28th, 12 noon Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Go to wqa.org webinars to register for your social media toolkit. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at WQA.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.